This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's you, Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The fan, my guy, is here. Not Bucks super fan Nathan Marzian. He's off uh, today. Uh, instead, it is Rami Makloff. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. He, of course, Rami Makloff of Sacktown Sports, eleven forty, uh, joining the Green and Growing show uh, today. And yeah, sorry uh, Rami to Makloff, disappoint. Bucks Kings last night. Uh, so I figured this would be a good time to have you on to talk uh, about the atmosphere in that arena, talk about the Kings and how well they're playing. And then obviously we had a fight at the end of the game and some other stuff to talk about from last night's game we could get into. But first, since I have one of the many presidents of the Aaron Rodgers fan club on with me, normally I'm stuck with Horvath on uh, Curtin Long. Um, and he is a huge Rodgers guy, as were you back in the day when you were on the Wendy's Big Show here in Milwaukee. I mean, let's I be clear. Let's be clear. I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. But I just, I, I appreciate how good the dude is. I understand the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. I'm like a lot of you spoiled Packers fans. Uh, okay, fine. Well, however you want to spin this is fine. But yeah. uh, l- let's just talk about uh, Rodgers in general here because uh, and we're going to get into the Bucks. Don't worry. I know you came here to get away from Rodgers, and now I'm talking about Rodgers. But oh, hear no. me out. I'm happy to do this. I-, I know you are, but I'm saying everybody else that are Bucks fans. <laughs> like, dude, I just want to get away from that crap. Now I got to listen to you talk about it. <laughs> listen, and Curtin Long, obviously, we talk about all the time. Ryan Horvath and myself, if you're looking for a good Packer podcast three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, that drops at 5 in the afternoon. Um, you two are fun together. I like it. Uh, Oh, have you checked it out? Oh, I've checked thanks. it out. Yeah. Clips here. Got two people yeah, watching now. Sure. Uh, okay, so uh, or listening. Th- this is the thing. This Aaron Rodgers stuff of oh, I want Randall Cobb. Oh, I want Alan Lazard. Oh, I want Mercedes Lewis. And now Diana Rossini is saying oh, and I want OBJ too, Odell Beckham Jr. And this is the same dude that demanded Goody trade for Randall Cobb from the Texans uh, in order to come back and play, even though he was already under contract, which is amazing. And oh, Goody, oh, okay, yes sir, yes sir, whatever you want, sir. Uh, and mm-hmm. all of this, and Jim Rome is on, you know, here on uh, on the fan uh, now from eleven to two. And Rome says we've never seen anything like this uh, before. N- never seen anything like this. Mm. This is my thing. 
Do you know who's to blame for all this nonsense? Who's that? It's not, it's not Rogers. It's not Rogers family. It's not any of his ex-girlfriends. It's not the Packers. It's not anybody with inside the organization or tied to the Green Bay Packers. LeBron James is to blame for all of this. Wait, crap. what? It is 1000%. This is all LeBron James fault. Wow. Every iota of this is LeBron James fault. Cause wow. he is the one that started this building supers team thing, recruiting guys to come play running organizations and telling them what he wants and who he wants. Remember? Oh, I don't want to play with Andrew Wiggins. You're going to have to trade and get me a vet like Kevin love. Okay. So we went and we got that done for LeBron James. I mean, the dude's been doing it forever, running teams and running organizations. He'll tell you he's not. Everybody knows he is. That is the guy that made it possible in Aaron Rodgers' brain to go, if he can do it in the NBA, why the hell can't I do it in the National Football League? And he I mean, is the only one that's been able to do it. Somebody brought up Tom Brady to me about uh, him wanting Antonio Brown. But he was already on the team. It wasn't, I'm not signing unless you sign Antonio Brown. He was there already. And then they went and got Antonio Brown. Tom Brady never held Belichick hostage. Could you imagine for four or five years, him telling Belichick, nah, I don't know if I want to play or not, Bill. I'll get back to you. You know, if I am going to play, I need you to go out and get this guy for me. Could you imagine Belichick's reaction to this nonsense? If he was pulling this crap on Belichick. I mean, again, th this is all LeBron James fault. That's who I'm putting blame on. I see. I mean, I don't think LeBron is necessarily to blame. I see your point. Um, th this is definitely a newer thing of guys, guys manipulating, manipulating, maneuvering rosters of teams before they even get there. To it's not make a it thing a in the NFL at all. Um, I what I would say is this probably happened in the past, and we would we just weren't as privy to it as we are these days with all the access to information that we have. And quite frankly, I don't got a problem with it, Sparky. He's bringing in a whole receiving core. And if they I, have young receivers. I jokingly said on Twitter, and I think I'm starting to buy into my joke of being serious. At this point, I'm going, hey, Joe, uh, since you're no longer the GM in New York, Joe Douglas, uh, and Rodgers is playing the GM, he hates young wide receivers. Look at what he just dealt with last year here in Green Bay. He's getting all these old dudes in. We'll take Garrett Wilson straight up. You can keep your first round pick, keep all your stuff. We'll pay part of it, but we want Garrett Wilson in return because he don't want to play with them anyhow. Clearly, he doesn't want to play with. Them. If I could pick every person that I worked with, I would. You know what I mean? So I, I can't wait to show with you though. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't mad at Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? If any of us could pick every person that we worked with, we would, you know, and, and, and for many reasons, because we think they're good at their job. We think they make us better at our jobs. We just like being around our friends and people friends. we enjoy spending time with. You know what I mean? Any of mm -hmm. us would do this if we had the power to do it. Aaron Rodgers has the power to do it. God bless. And also I love the drama. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Like we as Packer fans should take a, a pack that if this happens again with Jordan Love, we should all pick a different team to root for. Like because I'm I'm not doing this again. No, like I never thought we would be in this situation after Brett. What Rogers went through, I never a... thought we'd be sitting here doing this all over again. And you, know you could what... argue it's worse than what we went through with. You Brett. know what it would mean if you went through this all over again with Jordan Love that you had another Hall of Fame quarterback for a decade and a half or two decades. You would be so blessed. All right. It's a little it's bit of point. pain. It's a yeah, little bit right. of pain for a lot of joy. Okay.
But I know this. I'm not going to have to go through this with Giannis. And that, to me, is a beautiful thing. Because Giannis is not going to pull this crap. There's just no way Giannis is pulling this crap. uh, If and when he decides to leave or whatever it is that he's going to want to do at the end of the day. Uh, And Giannis was a man-child just plowing through Sacramento Kings players uh, last night in that game. 133-124. And I'll say this. I I couldn't wait for the game, A, A, because the Kings games are on probably as much as Bucks games are in our house because a 16-year-old is a big Kings fan, so I watch a lot of Kings basketball. Yeah, Sparky texts me more about the Kings than anybody else, including people here in Sacramento. Correct. I'm all over it. Yeah. So I was anxious to see kind of how this was. And I was. tell me if you agree with this. So the 16-year-old, I said, listen here, as we're watching this game, I'm like, this is a regular season game for the Bucks. It's more than that for Sacramento. It's a measuring stick to see where are we really? Because the Bucs have won a championship and are probably Mm -hmm. one of the favorites to win the championship again. Best team in the NBA, best team in the East. Like, where do we stack up? It's one night only. This is not a series. It's one night. But being a Bucs fan that watched horrible basketball teams and every time you thought you were climbing the hill, you're like, oh, we stayed within 10 of LeBron. Okay, we're getting better. Here we come. (laughs) And then, you know, Laker fans are like, what are you talking about? Like, they didn't even care about that game. But for us, it was a measuring stick game. Do you feel, did you feel that vibe? Because, I mean, you're doing afternoons uh, with Cattles uh, out there mm-hmm. at 1140. Did you feel that vibe? Like, this was a bigger game for them than it was for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think I think when you're trying to end a 16-year playoff drought, Sparky, and, and not only that, but you're jockeying for position in, in the upper half of the Western Conference, every game feels feels really big right now. And you just had a nationally televised game on Thursday against the Knicks, which is something that doesn't happen so often for the Kings, something Bucks fans were used to just a few years ago before right. they, they started winning championships and earned the respect of the national media. This whole season is about ending that playoff drought and about earning that respect of essentially doing what the Bucks have done over the last decade or so, that slow climb to to contention and and respect in the NBA, and I think I think going toe to toe with with a team like the Bucks and everything that they have done at this point, and and where the Kings are in their development, yeah, it was it was it was a measuring stick game. That that place, man, I'll tell you this: we we talk afternoons on our show about you know how the kings uh will do in the will do in the playoffs how their style of basketball will translate in the playoffs are they ready for it in terms of the 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 moment and will it be too big for them i'll tell you this man kings fans are ready for the playoffs that that yeah that that was dude that was an intense i was in the building for that one last night that was an intense environment for that game last night between the Bucks and Kings, and both teams put on a good show, man. That that was that was a good battle, and it, it was it was a fun game to be at. And Kings fans showed up for that one, man. They they're ready for the postseason. They're playoff ready. When you talk about Kings fans out here, it was cool, man. Like I I I, I don't know what atmosphere I'd, I'd I'd compare it to one way or the other, but Marcus Johnson, we were watching the Bucks uh, telecast. And Marcus Johnson's like, this is a playoff atmosphere. Like, this is playoff basketball right here. The intensity level of both teams, the fans are bringing it uh, as well. And then after the game, and I, I know you guys didn't get to see the segment. After the game, Middleton was interviewed on the floor. Um, and he brought up playing there. And he said, hey, man, he's like, this was fun. He said, yeah, it was a hostile environment. He goes, but it was a 
fun environment. Like this was a good, good atmosphere to play a game of basketball in. And we've heard other guys around the NBA talking about how they love playing games in Sacramento because of that fan base and how cool that fan base is in Sacramento. I don't know if that's going to help them draw free agents at some point, one way or the other, but it certainly can't hurt. No, it, it can't hurt. You you want to you want to play someplace where you know you 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 have a good environment. Where that's that's a motivational, fun environment to go and play in, man. That's that's real. There's I would always talk about it when I worked with you, Sparky, and I think you you came around on it more. There's there's a very human element to playing sports and and a human side to this sure. thing and showing up to you know nineteen thousand fans screaming their brains out and and making it tough on your opponent and and having your back that's a powerful thing man that's that's a really powerful thing and you're right multiple guys have come through sacramento and noticed it anthony edwards just mentioned it when the wolves were in town last week it's 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 an impressive environment that they've put together here very and very quickly too man kings fans it was, I think last year they had 82% capacity on average for, for games last year, which is not a great environment to show up to when 20% of your, your seats are empty. They're at 99 plus percent this year, Sparky. They're showing up and showing out for this team, and it's been fun to watch. Just needed a winner. Just, just needed a winner. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and then, of course, there's the whole light the beam thing. And we're going to get into the game and the Brooke Lopez fight and all that. So just stick with us. The light the beam thing. Okay. Uh, please explain to me where this thing came from and, and how it took off. I love it. And I know some people think it's dumb and whatever else. I love it because, again, it's kind of like that rallying cry uh, around a team. And what I'm going to bring up to you, you'll remember um, from years ago, and it wasn't a rallying cry for the Brewers, but it was something fun on the station that we always kind of went to. And that's when Tim Allen had his little glove of love uh, back in the day as kind of that rallying cry or that signed baseball that he had from a bunch of different dudes that sat in the studio. And we were hoping that was going to get the Brewers to the playoffs. There's always something that, you know, you kind of want to rally around. And that like the beam thing is cool, man. I mean, that oversized button that they press and the whole deal, it, I love it. I think it's awesome. I'm a fan of it too. And it might be corny to other to other fan bases in other cities, but that shouldn't matter to the Kings right. or the city of Sacramento. You know what I mean? Correct. It's your thing. So everybody and the else owner's behind there. it too. Yeah, he is. He's the one, he's the one who put it up there. He wanted it to be brighter. He literally said he wants aliens to see it if they're out there, which is the most billionaire stuff I, love I ever it. heard. I ever heard a billionaire say, like, I want a laser beam that Hey, they got so money. They can, they can buy a Fox jersey, yeah. too. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, go for it. But I, I do love it. And the light the beam chant, Sparky, 
again, I keep I keep relating this to my time in Milwaukee and covering the Bucks. You know, like early on when the Bucks were just starting to make the climb, there were a lot of Bucks fans who were like, eh, you know, everybody right. chill out. Waiting let's for the other get, shoe to drop. Let's not get too crazy or too cocky. So like the light the beam thing, fans are chanting it sometimes with, you know, five minutes left yes. in a game on the road. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, and, I've seen and the, it. And, and the, my co-host, Nick Cattles, one of the other guys on the station, Chris Watkins, Katie Christensen, who does the games for NBC Sports, they're all, like, trying to pump the brakes on it. That's because guys, Mike Brown, well, your coach, is leading this nonsense. He's the one that brings it up. Like, oh, I wish they wouldn't say the, the light the beam thing. You know what? You're right. Because when they can't light the beam, fly. the other team goes, oh, hell, we're going to play hard now so they can't light their damn beam. Maybe that's what occurs. But if you're that mentally weak as an organization and as a head coach to worry about the damn fans chanting light the beam too early, you got bigger fish to fry, Mike Brown. First of all, if it is some sort of victory flag that you're flying, that you're, that you're, you know, raising up and flying when you it's chant like the W light, flag in Chicago for the, the Cubs, like fine, show that cockiness, show that confidence. You know what I mean? First of all, there's nothing wrong with that. Second of all, I don't think it just has to be that sort of thing that you do when you know the game is in hand for me, Sparky. It's like bucks in six. You chant bucks in six anytime, anywhere. I would say bucks in six to people when I was walking down the street past them and I saw them wearing a bucks hat. Just shout out bucks and bucks in six would break out at a restaurant, at a school, at a church, bucks in six, wherever you go. You know what I mean? Light the beam should be the same same exact thing. Let it fly anytime, anywhere and and say it with your chest out. Light the damn beam and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Okay. Let's talk about the game now. Uh, as we talked about, great basketball game, playoff atmosphere type game. Uh, back and forth they went. Giannis had a huge first quarter. The, the Kings have no answer for Giannis. They don't have a rim protector. That's well, been no the biggest uh, hindrance yeah. to Sacramento all year. Um, and I, I don't know how they fix that in the offseason one way or the other, but that, that'll probably be eventually why they lose. Okay, so having said all of that, it's still a close game. So about two or three minutes to go. And then the Bucks get on their little run. Uh, Sacramento kind of implodes a little bit. Uh, And they lose the game. Then Giannis is dribbling the basketball out at the end of the game. uh, And Trey Lyles, uh, who's become a fan favorite, uh, is walking. And as he said after the game, I saw the video of him talking with his head down, not looking where he's going, just walking with his head down back to uh, the locker room or whatever. And Giannis, not really quite sure what he was doing, uh, decided that he was going to walk in front of Trey Lyles, bouncing the basketball. I'm guessing, assuming he's going to pick up his head and not run into him or whatever the case may be, uh, and go over to his bench and bounce the ball out. I see this. I can see why Lyles would be upset. And I can see why Bucks fans are upset because, dude, he was just doing the basketball. I'm like, what's your problem? I, I get it. And I don't know if, I think I know, but I kind of feel like it's like walking over a guy when he's on the ground, right? Kind of like walking in front of him as you're dribbling out the ball, dribbling out the clock. I think that's kind of maybe how Lyles kind of felt like, dude, you're cutting me off as you're dribbling. You couldn't have just stood there and dribbled the ball or walked around me and said you decided to walk in front of me. I kind of feel like that's maybe how they kind of took it in Sacramento. Because even Darren Fox is talking about after the game, like, dude, just dribble out the ball. What are you doing? You got to be doing all that stuff. And I don't think Giannis was doing it on purpose. That doesn't seem like something Giannis would do necessarily, especially to a team that they don't ever play. It's not like it's Boston and there's some type of rivalry or something going on. So I think the whole thing was nonsense uh, and uncalled for at the end of the game. 
Uh, and then, of course, Brooke Lopez is a hero now, but we'll get more into that. Uh, uh, well, how was your view from Sacramento? Yeah, it didn't it didn't it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't I didn't understand what Trey Lyles was doing at the time. I to, to be honest with you, and I was there, Sparky. Now, you know how when something like that happens, when it breaks, everybody stands up immediately. Yep. So you miss like a second or two of, of what actually happened. But I've watched replays. And I, I, I had the same reaction when I watched replays as I did in the moment. I was like, what what was any of that all about? Why was anybody upset by any of that? And Tra- I I get what you're saying about Trey Lyles and, and the comparison to stepping over a guy, but I've never heard that. I've never heard anybody say that as something that's That's all I can think of. And you know, like you and I, we would always get into the debates over the unwritten rules of, yep. of baseball and like – it was all all the unwritten rules of baseball are stupid to me and we need to to throw them all out or just write them down so they're not unwritten and we all know what they are but it was all it was the most ridiculous to me when there would be something where i as as somebody who's watched thousands and thousands of games of baseball and played in probably a few thousand also I feel like i know the unwritten rule book pretty well but stuff would still happen where i'm like what huh that's that's in the unwritten rule book and th- i've never heard anybody be offended by what trey lyles was offended by yesterday you know what i mean like i yep. know the stepping over a guy thing is something that's 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 known as a sign of disrespect and intentionally so in in the nba game i've never heard anybody be offended by you dribbling the basketball past them or through their path as they were as they were running that's out just, clock. And again, that's a guess from me of what will happen because Lyle said, I was walking with my head down, and then he kind of like bumped into him, and then Giannis kind of held his arm or whatever as he was walking by as he went to slap the ball or whatever. I the, the whole thing made no sense. Now, from a Bucks fan standpoint, Brooke Lopez is a hero because Brooke Lopez and that that viral that video is all over the place of like, I got your back, I'm not gonna let them do this bleep to you uh, anymore. And to me, that was cool, right? Brooke Lopez gets in there. And by the way, Trey Lyles had him around with like his Adam's apple with one arm was like choking him out or trying to choke him out. Uh, and Brooke Lopez is a big dude, so that probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, but I love that. I, I love the fact that Sabonis was in the between both of them trying to separate both of them, uh, Lopez and Lyles. The other video that is classic Giannis, he walks up to the skirmish in front of him, looks at it, and then kind of shakes his head and throws his hands up. Like, what the hell are we doing? And kind of turns around and just walks away from the skirmish. Like, what are we doing? Come on. The game's over. That. Oh, yeah, you've got to see it. It is. Uh, it is. He walks up to the skirmish in front of the, the table or whatever. They're going crazy. And you see Giannis just throw up his hands and shake his head and kind of walk away. Like, what are we doing? The game's over. Why are we fighting somebody for over this? You know what's really funny to me about that is I was watching uh... – Hassan Minaj last week hosted Daily Show, a huge, huge Kings fan, but all, he's like, he's an even bigger Giannis fan. And he was hosting the Daily Show and he had Giannis on as, as uh, his first guest. And he was talking about it afterwards. And he was saying that uh, the reason he loves Giannis is because he has big immigrant dad energy, which, <laughs> which Hassan Minaj. What does that mean? I was just going to say, you probably don't get that, Sparky. No. But I get that as somebody who has an immigrant dad and Hassan Minaj has an immigrant dad. And anybody listening or watching us right now that has an immigrant dad gets that. And that's exactly 
what an immigrant dad would do in that situation is walk up and just shake their head and throw their hands up right. and walk away. It's the perfect description. I'd never heard Giannis described like that when I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah. That's why I love him. That's exactly yeah. why I love the dude. And that's why Hassan Minaj loves him. And that's the yeah. perfect reaction. That makes sense. I know you haven't seen a ton of the Bucks necessarily being out there, but they are on national TV a lot. As much as I can. Yeah. Right. They're, but they're on national TV, Sparky. These hours are weird. I'm still getting used to this Pacific time. They're on, I'm, tr I'm trying to work. I'm trying to host a radio show. And the Bucks are playing in what's prime time for you is the middle of my day for me. Right. So I'm hosting my show like this, looking up at the TV right. and trying yeah. to watch the Bucks games. <laughs> We've been talking about, and I think most of us agree, this roster that they currently have, right, uh, with Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, uh, Goran Dragic, I'm not sure he'll even play, uh, but on this roster and what they have, this is a deeper roster right now than that championship roster was like there's th this bench is much deeper than it was when they won the championship the last time. And that's why I've been saying it for a couple of months. I just, I think they win the whole thing again. I, I just don't think anybody uh, is deep enough to deal with these guys, you know, and, and be able to beat them four times. I just don't see it happen. It does. It does look that way to me from, from a distance from, from over here in, in Sacramento, Sparky. And just so Bucks fans know, like I I'm behind this Kings team and it's been really fun to watch them. It's been especially fun to watch their fans. And enjoy they, this. I hope they are appreciative that you brought your mojo with you the because Mac you did the magic. same crap to the twins. When you were in Minneapolis, you brought them success. I also, they was, didn't there, have any prior I, I also was there for the start of, of the wolves rebuild just so, just all so right. we're all clear right yeah, i was there for the d'angelo russell trade i was there for the yep. anthony edwards draft pick so they have me to thank for that as well i fixed the twins the vikings won while i was there uh we know all the success i brought to the state of wisconsin in yep. my many years there and i've brought it to sacramento so I, I i am enjoying this king's run and i'm 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 behind it i'm rooting for him i got a king's hat the whole thing but i am still i am still rooting for the bucks just lest anybody be worried yeah. or think i sold out Still love Giannis and the Bucks, so I've been trying to follow as close as I can, and they look like a deeper team to me, Sparky, than than what they were when I was talking about them and covering them back there. My concern is not at the back end of the roster; it's how how healthy and how good is Chris Middleton at the top end of the roster. Yeah. And and Giannis has been banged up, but that happens with Giannis; he plays a physical style. But for me, that's that's. That's what is going to decide how far the Bucks can go. Once the playoffs come, and I know they've done much of what they've done without a healthy Chris Middleton all year long, or 100% Chris Middleton at least. And last night, he looked as close to cash money as I think we've probably seen all season long. Come the playoffs, you need your stars to be stars, and you're going to need Chris Middleton to, to look like the guy we saw last night, night in and night out, to win four playoff series and and have another parade in milwaukee that's where the concern is for me but yeah they definitely look like a deeper team than what they were last year and the year before to me at least yeah. again i'm not looking at them as closely as you are i'm glad to hear you say that yeah they're very old though i mean very geriatric but we'll see how this all plays out because health is going to be part of it if Giannis gets hurt it's over uh if Middleton gets hurt it's probably over but even then i'm i don't know I mean, last year, if they have Milton healthy, I think they beat Boston and they end up probably going to win the finals. Um, this year, uh, if they don't have Milton, I don't know. Boston has fallen apart. Like, they're not, they just lost to the Rockets. I'm getting the Bucs lost to the Rockets too, but 
Boston doesn't seem to be Boston of earlier in the season. So maybe they figure it out before the Bucs and the Celtics see each other. Uh, but they don't seem to be the same. I, I, before I, before we wrap this greeting growing up episode up with uh, Rami Makaloff from Sacktown Sports, 1140 afternoons, him uh, and Cattles, who's a Patriots fan. I can't get past that. Uh, follow Rami on Twitter. And, you got at past Rami, me being uh, a Twitter. Bears fan. You can get past him being a Patriots fan, right? No, no, it's worse. Bears don't <laughs> cheat. They just suck. I mean, they, the Patriots are just a bunch of cheaters. I, I, no, I can't get past that. No, can't stand Belichick, can't stand anybody affiliated with that. Uh, I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. It's like Zach Gelb, same thing, same crap, right? He's even worse because he hates on the Colts every day. That's even because his producer is a Colts fan, Hickey. I, I, oh my God, that dude. Uh, okay, so Sacramento, I said we have Ken Barkley on every week. We do a special green and growing bonus podcast. It's like 10, 15 minutes long, Ken Barkley and myself. Uh, and we talk about betting in the NBA and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said the most disrespected team in the NBA right now is the Sacramento Kings. You go look at betting odds to come out of the West. They're like second to last uh, on BetMGM or what? Second or third to last on BetMGM last week uh, as far as, you know, wh- who who's coming out. And Barkley came back with, okay, well, let's do this exercise. If they play the Dallas Mavericks, who do you got? I said, the Kings? Dallas don't play any defense. I'll take the Kings. Like, I don't think, I'm almost positive. People don't understand. Yes, they see the number Sacramento is putting up, but I don't think it's really comprehending to their brain of how much that really is every game. Yes, their defense isn't that good. I agree. But I think Sacramento at least bare minimum gets out of the first round. Sparky, do you realize they're they're uh, they're now? This was prior to last night, so it probably changed a little bit. But prior to last night, since I believe it was January third, if I'm not, I don't remember the exact date. In their last 28 games, they're 20 and eight, and they have the third best point differential in the NBA. That's no small sample size, and their defense is not good. Like there's no sugarcoating the Kings' defense. It's it's not good, and I think I think that along with just and look, man, you know this. You've been through this. I keep making the comparisons because they're they're right there. This has been a laughing stock yep. for a long time, Sparky. And I think longest playoff drought in sports, isn't it? In in North American professional sports. Yeah. Now, now, right now, today, um, the Kings are kind of the darlings of the NBA. Every like every every podcast, every TV show, every website and publication. They're all doing they're all doing Kings segments. Bill Simmons was talking about them last night yesterday on the ringer about one of the teams that could come out of the West. The GQ did a Deer and Fox article. The Bleacher Report, Chris Haynes did a huge piece on them. The Athletic suddenly has three, four pieces up on them, it seems, uh, every week. They're the darlings of the NBA, but I think they're the regular season darlings of the NBA. Come playoff time, I think you hit reset on this whole thing, and it's about earning that respect all over again and and washing off that stink of the last 16 years of the Sacramento Kings being irrelevant in the regular season, much less the postseason. You you need to make people believe and change what whatever it is that that switches or clicks in people's brains when they see that Kings logo on their screen that expects a loss. You know what I right. mean? Like yep. that's a real, that's a really powerful thing. And so I think come playoff time, they're going to have to prove it to people all over again. Even the people who are gushing over them right now and how good they look in the regular season, those people are going to go back to being non-believers. A lot of them, at least as far as their chances, 
I wouldn't pick them necessarily in any series in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies are going to be tough if they get John Morant back. That's Obviously, a big if. Denver is very good. Other than that, I would probably pick them in just about any series. And no matter who it is in the West, Memphis and Denver included, I wouldn't count them out of any series in the Western Conference. The Kings can come out of the West. I, I really, I truly believe that. Not, not because of that they're some great team, because you don't see a jump from where they were last year to making it out of the Western Conference very often. I just think this conference is kind of wide open, man, and nobody really stands out from from the rest of the field, to be quite honest with you. Not not by a huge margin. I wouldn't be shocked if the Kings knocked off the Denver Nuggets in a seven-game series. A lot of the NBA world might be shocked. As somebody who watches them night in, night out, I would not be. I can honestly say that. Yes. One more. You, you, uh, you a fan of the Joker winning three straight MVPs? Mm, I... Dude. The whole MVP, the whole MVP. I mean, when the history looks back at this dude, when history looks back 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be, Hey, grandpa Rami. Why exactly is it again that that dude won three MVPs and was never in an NBA finals? Yeah. When I Michael know. Jordan won how many NBA finals and only won how many MVPs and LeBron was in how many finals and won how many MVPs? Like you could come. The reason he's going to win is advanced stats. Period. End of story. Not even debatable. So that's why he's going to win it. And that's great. But the fact that you aren't even in the finals at any point and you can come at me as well as surrounding cast isn't that good. And da, 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 da. Fine. But LeBron didn't get that ride. LeBron got ripped up and down again because he couldn't figure out how to carry him. This dude's a three-time MVP and isn't even being discussed about not being able to carry his team. I hear you. I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And a lot of people make that case. I, I won't even get into whether or not he's he's the MVP for this season. All I would do is push back on what you just said, and and it wasn't fair when they did that to LeBron. It they wasn't did. Fa- I know, and it wasn't fair. They they did the same thing to Michael Jordan on some level, where we we call it voter MVP voter fatigue. You know what yes. I mean? Where people just get sick of voting for the same guy. And we were downright pissed off in Milwaukee when we thought that's what was happening to to Giannis. So it was wrong in all those cases to not give those guys MVPs that they probably deserved. And I don't think that you should be, if you have an MVP vote, voting on the MVP for a given season based on its context in history. Is, is Jokic the MVP of the NBA this year? If your answer to that as a voter is yes, you should be voting yes. And not looking at it and saying, well, what about Jordan should have won like 12 MVPs. Jordan should have won it every year. He was just basically that he was in the league. Right. You could argue that for LeBron. You can argue that for Shaq. I mean, you go down the line and argue this. Yes. But I'm not going to sit here and go, those guys were treated unfairly. So this guy should be treated unfairly. That logic has never made sense to me. It's logic that a lot of people use and keep going back to. And it'll never make sense to me. If what is fair is fair then then treat Jokic right and if you think he's the MVP vote for him for MVP and don't worry about how how it fits into the context of history that's not what this is about man this is about who's the MVP of the NBA this year period advanced stats dog Rudy... peeking over my shoulder do you see that advanced, that advanced stats hey. Rudy Sports. oh hey what's up hey. you're far enough away from me in another state you stay right there hey, uh advanced stats 
ruining sports. Just oh, shut up. Stop it is. It, Grandpa. Hey, Come I'll on. tell you what. Let, let, let's take. Let's go to another sport right now. Advanced oh, stats said, don't steal bases. No. Go station to station. It's not worth it. And what is baseball doing? Let's get real big-ass bases, and let's encourage people to steal bases now. To hell with advanced stats. We bored the hell out of our audience with our little advanced stats thing. So back to running we go. Hey, ah, all these other advanced metrics said, let's move the infielders all over to one side to, to play defense and pull. Baseball said, to hell with it. The fans are bored. Our numbers are down across the board. No more shifts are allowed. So too bad, smart people. We're going to stop you there, too. Baseball figured it out and said, I don't care about your advanced stats. We need to entertain. That's what needs to happen, and that's what's going to happen. Otherwise, this isn't going to go very much longer. And that is the way to do it, folks. Baseball, learn. That's what happened. They learn. I will counter that. They wouldn't have known the things that they know or how to fix them without advanced statistical analysis. So at the end of the day, you, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Love advanced stats. No. And I win yet another debate with you, you sir. This fine. Has been and fun. you owe the commissioner of baseball an apology for no. making the game of baseball mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. right now. Because nope. it's gonna be nope. quicker. Every <laughs> I agree <laughs> Absolutely. with you. I, I like the I like most of the changes. You know who we have to thank? Ooh. You know who we have to thank? LeBron? Nope. The same man who had me crying in November 2016, Theo Epstein. The great Theo Epstein. Yes. Yeah, he's that's in the major league front to, office. Yeah. That's who we have to thank. He's a smart dude, man. Another he's advanced stats guy. But yep. at least he's understanding See? the entertainment aspect of things. See? You love advanced yeah. stats. Say it. Say I love advanced stats. No, because if it gets to joke or another MVP, I don't like anything having to do with it. Not not at all. No. No, I don't. And it's not that I I dislike him, but there, there's just no way. Like, I don't know. I he, and I don't like Embiid either, but at this point, I'd be fine with Embiid winning it, even though he's not going to win in the playoffs either because they're a bunch Giannis. of chokes in Philadelphia. If you, give it to, if you give it to Giannis, nobody's going to complain because everybody loves Giannis. Just give it to Giannis. Let's make this easy. No, but that's not what this is about for me. It's not about giving it to Giannis. It's just about a three-time MVP no, having no chance of getting his team to the finals. Like that's you said, what it's about for like, me. If Denver got knocked out in the first round this year, I wouldn't be then? shocked. I wouldn't be right? shocked. Nobody would be shocked. They've been right. the one seed all year, and nobody would say a word other than, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Right. Move on. Lakers knock him out or something. Nobody says a word. A oh, point. what a great job by LeBron. All right, he has Robbie That's not what Mackloff. the MVP is about. That is not what the MVP is about. Vote for who you think is the MVP. That's what I say to all the voters. Follow Rami on uh, Twitter. Uh, Sabonis is my MVP. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. Beast. What? He's a beast. Yeah. And by the way, because I always do this with you, I can never shut up. All you people out there that when that trade went down a couple of years ago, was it last oh year? Last year was that trade or was it the year before? Just last dropping year, you right? people. Yeah. Wow. When they had made that Halliburton Sabonis trade and I said, hey, I like this deal for Sacramento. And I got lit up on Twitter. Just lit up. You're crazy, Sparky. Halliburton's a way better player. Sabonis ain't going to make any difference, blah, 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 blah. If Halliburton is on this Kings team and it, Sabonis isn't there and it's some other big, they are not in this position. There's no chance no. they are in this position. Sabonis is the reason why they are where they are right now. He but makes one that of whole few. offense go. You're one of few who love that trade. Oh, like JJ, I, I saw JJ Redick issue, an, a, a, issue a formal apology to Kings. Yeah, fan. screw him. 
I would never no allow him you, on a show. No matter what you think of JJ Reddick, like, can't stand I, that dude. I don't think he should be apologizing because I wasn't here. But from what I understand, most most Kings fans were not happy with that trade. Like, oh, anybody should, if anybody should be apologizing, it's a lot of Kings fans to Demontis Sabonis, not JJ Reddick to Kings fans. Did you guys play the Halliburton uh, pod with uh, Darius Miles and, and Quentin Richardson? Oh, I don't know. We played a lot of it was last week whining about his, the trade. Nah, I don't. If it was last week, I don't think we got to it. Go, go get it and play it. He talks about the fact that Sacramento never worked him out, never talked to him, called him the day before the draft. He didn't want to take the call, Robbie. He's like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to talk to them. They haven't talked to me. Why do I want to talk to him? And his agent's like, dude, you, you should pick up the phone. You should, you, you should really talk to him. Halbert's like, fine, I'll talk to him. Fine. So he talks to whatever else. And then he ends up getting drafted by the Kings because he fell all the way down to Sacramento. And did you know that Halliburton told a couple of teams he wasn't going to play for him? I believe it was Cleveland and Atlanta. He told, no, don't draft me. I won't play for you. I'm not talking about some stones coming from Iowa State dictating where you're going to play and not going to play. You've got to be kidding me, dude. But it's a, a, that Miles and Quinn Richardson podcast is so good. Like the What's one with, the podcast, um, they had uh, Hidu Turkaloo uh, mm-hmm. on. That was really good. That's really funny one. Hidu Turkaloo. He What's talks about the podcast. Uh, um, oh, damn. Hold on. <laughs> this is great for your listeners, by the way. Whatever. Who cares? I don't care. You got to listen to this podcast, dude. They're really, really freaking good. <laughs> um, it's called Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. Yes. Right. Go listen to Hidu Turkaloo one. He talks about elbowing JJ Redick in the face. So good. I was laughing. I was like, go, he do Turkaloo, my new favorite player on the past. And he's a former king, I believe, too. Um, I think. Well, did Turkaloo play for the Kings? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Dude, it's really funny. You, gave me, two, you gave me two things that are going to provide content for my show today. Yeah. That and the uh, Chris Middleton quote about Sacramento. That's Yeah, dude. Thank he's you. a big one. You could probably find that on the Bally Sports Wisconsin Twitter feed, maybe. That's, that's where I'm headed right now. Sparky, I may have put read, that up there. You read my mind, man. I'm going to check yeah, it I'm out. I'm here right for now. show prep every day. Just uh, let me know if Appreciate I can help produce you. your show. <laughs> you help yeah. me more than most people know. <laughs> <laughs> as close as you follow this king's team i'm telling you so. i would love to do that post little youtube thing that you all do that would oh, be we're a not lot doing of... that anymore y'all quit long story we'll talk about that off the air how sad it was really right. good it was really good i'll tell you who i do like that deuce and mo show that y'all got out there man i like that hey that show is legit like that's like old school SSP passion and emotion and fun and sideways and you don't know what they're gonna do next and all that. About uh, Cattles and Rami, how do you feel about those guys? I can't get past Cattles. Uh, Rami Maklov, <laughs> have a good one. There he is. Rami has tweeted. Check him out. Sacked out Sports, eleven forty afternoons out in Sacramento. You can always stream them. Listen in Milwaukee. I'm sure they'll be talking about Bucks and Kings. Um, YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports if you want to see this mug while I while I do my thing. I don't we think do more than Kings, point. you know. What? NFL, like if you just like my general brand of sports talk nonsense. Oh, you it. guys talk about the Raiders and Jimmy G. We we talked about that. We talk a lot of Niners. We're Sacramento's home for 49ers football. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. So check us out if you like. Like, if you like what I do. If you like my thing, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, we do like your thing. All right. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate I miss you. Uh, he is Robbie Makloff. Follow him on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. That's it. 
just think about some of our listeners that, that we haven't talked to in a long time. You know, we used to call in like Mike. Like, do you think Mike's okay? Yeah, I'm sure they're all fine. You mean uh, uh, which Mike? We had multiple Mike's. Which Mike? Oh, are you the talking old, about? always would call in. I was in the hospital, <laughs> in and out of the hospital. I worry about Trav in West Bend. No, nah, he's fine. or Trav and Brown Deer. I mean, him yeah, I yeah, his about. wife will take care of him. I ain't worried about yeah. him. I'm worried about Mike though. Uh, all right, have a good all one, right, Doodles. Yeah. Uh, we got to go at some point here. I mean, I could do this for four hours. With Ronnie. No, I don't even actually, I gotta you got to go. I'm pretty sure my dog does too. So I should. I don't care about you. Oh, they're not your dog. Okay, whatever. Goodbye. All right. Thank you.